Welcome to HBW's Over the Counter podcast. I'm David Ridley and I'll be chatting with industry experts and insiders about the latest trends, issues and intelligence in consumer healthcare. In this episode, HBW Insight catches up with UK switch specialist Max Wellier to find out what's next for the company that gave to the UK one of the first OTC contraceptive pills. Now a disruptive consumer health player in its own right, the company is looking for investors to take it to the next level and help launch two new women's health products in the pipeline for next year, CEO Anna Maxwell reveals in this exclusive interview. Uh, Hi Anna, welcome to the Over the Counter podcast. It's a pleasure to talk to you again. Thanks very much for having me, David. So it's been a while since we last spoke. Um, I think it was before the switch of Levima in 2021. I can't remember exactly when it was, Um, but it's been quite an eventful couple of years, hasn't it, for many reasons, but uh, especially for the innovation that you've achieved. I mean, I don't know if you want to just say a little bit about, um, you know, what it's been like, maybe a little bit of background to the company as well, because some of our listeners uh, might be unfamiliar with um, Maxwellia. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Anna Maxwell and I'm CEO of Maxwellia. And uh, we're building a pipeline of new consumer healthcare brands so that people can look after themselves without the need to bother the doctor for an appointment or prescription. So we're really focused on widening access to medicines and broadening the role of the pharmacist and bringing new products in new categories so that pharmacists can help people with more conditions very much at the forefront of self-care. Uh, and that's great because we're seeing a huge shift post-pandemic to um, people considering self-care first. Um, and, uh, you know, we want to do something about those 18 million GP appointments that are costing the NHS £1.5 billion a year to enable people to self-care more easily. And that's what Maxwellia is all about. And of course, you know, you've managed to switch and launch one of the biggest most innovative products we've seen in in many years if you want to say a little bit about the the daily contraceptive bill yes so um we launched lavima in 2021 uh in response really to the uh lack of access to contraceptive services and the the need for women to access a contraceptive pill more easily so uh, 34 percent of women say that they can't access their contraceptive pill um, and 78% of women say that pills should be more available. So this is something that we we took on board. Um, and, you know, the, the anxiety and administration of being able to get your pill, forgotten pills, missed pills, not being able to get to the doctor in time, you know, is a, is a real big issue for, for women. And so Maxwell has set about taking that from prescription to non-prescription status, and it was quite a journey. Um, I, from my point of view, when we it was hailed one of the biggest re- revolutions in women's health for the last 60 years you know my team uh, and we're a very small team at Maxwellia we were really proud that we'd actually achieved that and it's amazing to be able to make a massive difference to women's health and since then we've had um there have we've been mentioned three times within the women's health strategy so again for a small pioneering company that's kind of disrupting the pharma industry that was a, a really great accolade and you, you mentioned that it's you know, it's been in the pipeline for a while. I mean, how, you know, how long does it take to switch a product like that? How long have you been working on that? And how did it, how did it feel when it was finally achieved? 
Um, I suppose from my point of view, it's a lifetime of work because it's one of those products that I identified back in the day when I was a pharmacist um, working in, in uh, my um, my pharmacist role. So um, being able to build build a business and and get investment to be able to make it happen is is a real significant achievement. But it you know it is it's really very early days in the life of the brand. Um, what people don't I guess take on board with switching is that you are you know it, when a prescription drug um, falls off patent then 90% of its value just is lost overnight but if we build brand equity and create new consumer healthcare brands then those can last into perpetuity and so you know for Levima being it's one and a half years old it's very very early days in its life um, and uh, you know we're really excited to see how um, the brand evolves over the next century really. <laughs> Well, you know, like you say, many of our most used OTC brands are like 100 years old sometimes. You know, the families have been using them for such a long time. Yes. I mean, if you look at the top eight switches um, and there's some big brands, big brands in there, such as, you know, Nurofen, Voltarol, Caniston, Imodium, um, they uh, are around about 12 percent of the, the OTC market in the UK. So if you then gross that up globally, these are some pretty huge blockbuster brands. And, uh, you know, they're there probably probably now achieving more in revenues than they ever did on prescription because, you know, they've lasted more than the 20 years. So uh, it's a it's a really powerful way of um, evolving new medicines for self-care by using the switch process. Absolutely. So one of the things that we talked about before last time we spoke was how, um, you know, Maxwellia had chosen the path to become a consumer healthcare company rather than just the uh, you know, switch uh, generating kind of uh, out then out licensing company it was before. So maybe just say a little bit about the background to that decision and then, sure. you know, I'm, retrospectively how, you know, how that looks now that you've achieved that. Yeah. So when I when I came up with the original idea for Maxwellia, it was very much based on a biotech model whereby you invest in R&D and then you create turnkey products that then can be commercialised by others. Um, Maxwell is still open to that. But um, as we went along and um, the investors that we aligned ourselves actually believed that from a value creation point of view, um, it was better for Maxwell to commercialise products ourselves uh, because that's more attractive um, because of the the value that you're creating within the business and so we have actually pursued that path which has been very exciting but it's challenging um what we've managed to do over the last five years really since i mean i boot this i bootstrapped the company for five years so uh and it was only really in 2017 where we took on angel investment and then we got venture capital investment um and you know we have a a really in, interesting mix of investors um but uh, we so what we've done is we've we've over time. So I'd say 2018 was when we really got going because I realized that I couldn't fund an R&D business myself um, and we needed external investment. And so that's when we really got going. And what we've done now is created a virtual consumer healthcare company platform, which is really unique because we're a very we're a very lightweight um, virtual business where we have an R&D pipeline, which is beginning to harvest now. Uh, we have um, a commercialization engine. We are a pharmaceutical company in every respect of the way, just like a Halion or a, a Canview, because we have um, 
we have our quality and pharmacovigilance systems in, in place so that we can actually trade medicines. We also have an e-commerce engine um, and we um, also do a little bit of consultancy helping other companies brand, um, uh, do, uh, manage the switch process as well. So it's it's actually we, we've come a hell of a long way from a, an R&D, you know, just looking at innovation to now being able to be a lean consumer healthcare platform. And we're now um, we're actually out out to market right now looking for six million pounds worth investment to build our pipeline uh, still further and uh, commercialise the next tranche of products, which are now all beginning to harvest. So it's really exciting times. We're looking for equity investment uh, and we would also consider strategic partnerships with uh, a company that might be interested in getting a toehold into the UK. Uh, and we hope that we will also start to look at international expansion too. So 2024 is going to be a really exciting year for Maxwellia. So it's it's full steam ahead with that strategy then. So there's no regrets whatsoever in, in going down the becoming a consumer healthcare player route. Um, we... You know, we we're a, we are a nimble, small, agile company, and uh, we are open to opportunities that present themselves. Right now, that seems to be the right way forward. We have, you know, attracted strong investors uh, that enable us to continue. We're open to discussion, so you know, I'm I I am very open to any option. You know, my I want to provide access to medicines in the best way we can. If we do it ourselves or we do it with partners or if there's a bigger player that wants to come and work alongside us, then I'm, you know, at the end of the day, that's would get us, enable us to do more projects. It would also enable us to widen access to more people. So I'm very open in any strategy, you know, and we're not we're not wedded particularly to to anything specific. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Over the Counter so far. Don't forget to follow Pharma Intelligence Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify and TuneIn. Also check out HBW Insight at hbw.sightline.com for all the latest health, beauty and wellness news and intelligence. Keep listening. This episode continues now. In the short term, one of the things that has come with with being a you know marketer yourselves is then obviously dealing directly with consumers. And I, I noticed that you've um, developed this AI influencer because there's been this pushback, hasn't there, online? Uh, one of these kind of social media trends against you know advising women maybe not to take the contraceptive pill, which is problematic, isn't it, for for many reasons. You know, I've been in over-counter medicines marketing for many years, um, and you know, we you always have detractors and supporters, uh, and so this is this is normal um, and something that you have to manage day to day. Um, the we invented Lovi, our um, influencer, um, because she, because we can't use human influencers, um, and effect. You know, what we're trying to do is not only disrupt with the products we bring along but also disrupt in the marketing that we do um, and uh, it was a way of breaking the breaking the boundary and actually using an AI influencer to be able to to operate like a, an influencer um, 
and to provide you know a a useful trusted source of information around the contraceptive pill and uh, she's been really successful actually Lovi we're very happy with her I think it's great I was um I was really interested when I saw that ultimately you know the consumer healthcare industry has got that role to play hasn't it in providing trustworthy information I mean you know when you've create the products you then market them um, and but there's a lot of information online which you're competing with isn't there Mm, absolutely and I think no education awareness information and trusted information being available in sound bites that and 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 bite-sized pieces that people can understand is really important to us um I mean if you actually look at our training materials for Lavima then we have distilled those down to really simple straightforward bite-sized bits of information um that that pharmacists and pharmacy assistants and even consumers can read you know I tried to make them like a coffee table read that you'd actually want to take you know and 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 be the, the sort of definitive guide for things so you know everything that we do we you know we 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 try to innovate it's not just about the product it's about the way we market the way that we do the training you know make it easy and simple um so that you know at the end of the day we get the recommendation we get the product into the hands of the people that need it simply and quickly exactly um so moving to some of maxwellia's other products so one of the things that happened recently was the um rejection of the oxybutynin switch uh, by the mhra but it was interesting, we did a story on uh, the feedback that went into that decision. And it seemed that patients were overwhelmingly in support, but then it was the clinicians, um, healthcare professionals, or some of them that, that were against it. How did you see that, you know, when you saw, uh, obviously you had the inside of you, but when you when you see, see that feedback and the reasons for the decision, what how do you respond to that? So, um... We Maxwell worked with world leaders in the field over many years to design and precisely design the product to overcome um, the uh, issues that that were discussed. Um, and you know, from a women's health point of view, it's actually really disappointing that that didn't go through. Uh, it was mentioned in the women's health strategy as being a, a revolution again for women's health. And, uh, you know, I think that the decision, the decision is is retrograde um, because what we could have had is a really innovative into early stage intervention for overactive bladder sufferers. And it really would have made a difference to women's lives. So um, we fight on. And, uh, you know, I'm committed to finding solutions for women where there is significant unmet need. You're quite right. The response from the general public was overwhelming. Um, and therefore, you know, we, you know, that we, we fight on and find a way. So. So you so you're so you're carrying on with that drug or looking at other options. We're looking at how well, we're looking at the category uh, in terms of how we can help the women who are, you know, suffering in silence. Um, you know, it's something that is very close to my heart. Um, you know, it's the, it was the, the the product that I, you know, was really I'm really passionate about. <laughs> um, but just because the you know there is there is nothing for these women. 
um, and they go around not realising they have their symptoms and when they do it's too late they need either chronic medication or surgery and uh, you know our innovation would have provided a very easy simple um, intervention for those women uh, on a short very short term basis so yeah we we're we're, we're review it's under review I would say. Okay fair enough and then since then you've also launched um, you know an emergency contraceptive lovey one so what was the thinking behind that? Because that's not a switch, is it? That's a... Yeah, so I think, um, you know, from our point of view, we look at we look at what's gone before and whether or not we can do it better. Um, and in this case, we emergency contraception is actually quite expensive. Um, and therefore, this is very much a an, it enables women to access it at a different price point. Um, and have a, a brand that they can trust. It's also a really a good line extension for Levima. Uh, and so, you know, that that's very much where we are. And it's, it's again, bringing innovation in terms of looking at how we can make it more affordable and accessible to a wider cohort of women um, on their high street. So, yeah, it, 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 it's another example of how we, we aim to you know, innovate and disrupt um, exist in existing things by doing doing it better. And of course, it's, you know, it's a kind of consumer healthcare company type strategy, isn't it? Because it's a, it's almost like an ex a line extension to the Lovey. Yeah, brand. I, mean, I think we've had so far, we've had a lot of a really positive uptake from retail. So that's a very encouraging. Um, you know, I think if you look at what's happening in the States, there are brands being launched similarly. Um, you know, we, we're putting investment into the category. Um, and helping to get the you know the, the abortion rate down, which is the highest since the abortion act was um, introduced, which is you know quite quite stunning really. So um, you know we hope that we can help women prevent prevent unplanned pregnancy more easily by by this initiative, and we're very excited about it. So is it is already launched or it's launching soon? Yeah, it was launched on. It was launched on last week, actually. Launched mm. last week, Thursday last week. It was launched. Yes. So, so it's doing, um, uh, doing well so far. Product number two, no, and that's you know when you when you actually see the product, get the photo of it actually arriving in the UK in the warehouse. That's so cool. <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> that's the mo. That's a moment. I think yeah, that really is a moment because um, it's you know hard loads of hard work of actually getting it to that place. Um, so that's very exciting. And then you know catching our first order. And catching our first order online that is that has also been very very exciting as well so there's lots of celebrations and whoops of joy around the office when that actually happens so uh yeah yeah Excellent. and you know from our point of view it makes our platform we're, we've gone from a one product you know we've increased our portfolio by 100 percent. we're now a two product company instead of a one product company and that obviously assists with you know economies of scale and um uh us enabling to build momentum and um, we've got two more women's health products coming quarter one next year. So watch this space. Oh, that's exciting. But as you said, you know, switch remains at the, the core of what you do, though, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yes, very much so. Um, I mean, I think as you know, we, we are really interested in looking at the wider ecosystem um, of how we can support people that totally on their journey. Um, and so I think, you know, we we are looking at how 
how we can, particularly in the online space, um, evolve in in that area um, to support the products that we have. So, you know, you'll see some interesting stuff from us in the next 12 months, I would say. Excellent. Well, I really appreciate your, um, you know, your thoughts on everything and, and the, you know, a bit of behind the scenes stuff as to the things you've been up to in the last couple of years. And it's been really nice catching up. Thank you. Nice <laughs> to see you again. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Over the Counter. Listen out for more episodes every two weeks and check out the further reading section of the article published on hbw.sightline.com for related news and intelligence. And don't forget to follow, share and comment on Sightline podcasts on the platform of your choice. See you next time.